Hello, and welcome to another episode of Two Player Bros with Mike and Dave. Today, we're going to talk about all the stuff we've missed for the last three weeks of we've done post-game after post-game after post-game. And now it's time to talk about what's going on in the world of video games. we got some big stuff going on. New systems are coming out in two months. So we're going to talk a little bit about what both PlayStation and Xbox are doing and all the time we've missed in between. Let's do it. <laughs> so Dave, I guess, uh, first off, you got any post-game post stuff you want to talk about in terms of Marvel's Avengers? I'm still chipping away at it. Like I said, it's a game that's kind of got its hooks in me. Still don't like it very much. <laughs> um, no, it's kind of what I'm doing, but I don't think I have anything like that I wanted to add. I feel like I'm pretty set in my thoughts on it. We didn't really talk about the gear too much in the last episode, from what I remember. I was kind of frustrated. I got my first exotic piece of gear. Uh, I'm jealous. You shouldn't be it's because <laughs> it's. I literally have purple gear that's better than exotic i don't understand the gear like the gear tiers in the game but i feel like it's too specific of a thing to talk about as a post post -game. game so let's just if you got anything laid on me no but i'm i'm annoyed by the gear system i and i still and i talked in the last one about how i wanted to be making builds and stuff i still don't understand like what good perks are what are bad perks i just don't the gear system just doesn't make sense to me well i will say i expect my hulk out to be not even on purpose. He's very pim particled out, mm -hmm. and it's a lot of fun watching the big bosses go down to minuscule size. I had never gotten like so tiny so often, and the Hulk just makes everything tiny all the time. And I don't know if it's as useful as my Captain America's all cryo, but it's so much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny abomination is really fun to smack on. So I know at least with Taskmaster, um, when you make him tiny. You can just grab him as the Hulk yep. and just throw him off the map and win. <laughs> it's awesome. I will say, though, I have fought the Abomination a couple times. It seems like his knocking people off the map thing is... Intentional. Intentional. I thought yeah, it was it's just stupid. Oh, I thought the way you said it was a glitch. Well, I'm like, I, at well first, that shit's I, on purpose. <laughs> at first, I thought it was a glitch. But no, as soon as he downs someone, he starts to like Hulk up to destroy them. It's the worst. He mm. never used to do that when I played the New York City missions with him. But I had uh, two times in a row, I have one where he's on the, the Tundra base. And he just keeps doing it to my team. And I'm trying to, I'm Black Widow. I'm, I was a low level and I was just like, I'm, I'm quitting. I, this is, this is dumb. I've never played a game with him where he didn't try to do that. So I don't know. Yeah. The Easter, the uh, New York one is the only one where I didn't really have that problem, but now I have it all the time. It and it's awful. So when I said I preferred him over Taskmaster in the last episode, hmm. I take that back. I prefer Taskmaster because that is, that's a terrible move to do. That's just <laughs> dumb. Okay, okay, let's let's talk about video games. Let's do it. All right, Dave. So we missed a whole bunch of talk about all this other stuff. There's been Gamescom. There's been PlayStation announcements. There's been Xbox announcements. Pre-orders came out for both systems after that. So I guess we'll start just simply enough. I think the easiest one that any upcoming game that excites you or something you saw a little bit more of that you thought was pretty cool. Like sticks out to you? No. Me no. neither. I've been... <laughs> I've also been living under a rock though, so I don't really know. Like I'm I've been playing Avengers and I've been working and that's pretty much it. I haven't really been following like the news at all. You this is more like a, this news episode is more for me than it is for anyone <laughs> listening. Like tell me what's going on, Mike. <laughs> the, oh, Gamescom came out and there were a couple of games that came like displayed themselves. There were the PlayStation did another set of announcements of games before they went up for pre-order. But honestly, the the two games that I watch out of all those that I'm excited for are I'm still excited for Crash 4. Okay. Yep. Yep. Because they've shown a bunch of Crash 4 and everything they show me makes it makes me like it more. And then Resident Evil Village showed off what the world is like and, and exploring and stuff like that. It looks a lot more like Resident Evil 1, which 7 tried to do, but 7 would always have people would always pop out of the walls that you couldn't kill. So you could never really explore the the creepy farmhouse as much as you could the mansion in the original game mm -hmm. but this one looks a lot more like you're exploring a whole town obviously the witches and the werewolves the whole lore of this game sounds really interesting and um i'm really intrigued to see where they bring the resident evil franchise in a more supernatural direction and just crash 4 just looks like everything they show me is like we've added 80 layers of more fun to a crash game that's already you already loved yeah and it's just like I'm all in on Crash and Resident <laughs> Evil, but the, the newer games they showed, honestly, 
I could care less. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see your enthusiasm for Crash because I'm sure you played the Crash games as a kid. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But like, I don't think of you as like a crash guy and I've I, always very much been one. So it's nice to see you <laughs> getting on that train. <laughs> I was never really a crash guy. I mean, I used to play, I had all three. I played crash one a bunch, but it was like when I was bored, I just wanted something quick. It was never like, Oh yeah, crash. But you know, growing up with crash and the stupid ridiculous commercials and stuff like that. I'm Love glad that to see you back in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's, I just brought it up to see if you had anything, if you could change my mind about the fact that I was not blown away by any announcement I've seen. Uh, no, because I haven't really been watching any coverage, so I can't, I can't like argue for anything. Uh, one game that I haven't talked to you about that I know got a lot of coverage from IGN in the past month or so. I didn't actually look at any of the coverage, but um, what is it, Outriders? Um, yeah, there's a lot of people have been talking about Outriders. I've, I've been excited for that for a while. I mean, that's probably, probably still my most anticipated game. For the rest of the year. Really? Because, you know, I don't care about cyber. I, I'll play cyberpunk. I don't really care about cyberpunk. I don't care about Assassin's Creed. I'll play Assassin's Creed, but I don't care about Watch Dogs, but I'll play Watch Dogs. Um, but I love People Can Fly and I love Bulletstorm. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I don't re I don't even really know much about the game. I just literally just going off the pedigree of People Can Fly. Um, I'm super stoked for it, but I haven't even seen a trailer for this game, so I couldn't even tell you. So you're just stoked for a game just based on I don't what need, you know about the company? I don't need it. I just know. People can fly and know what they're doing between Bulletstorm and Gears Judgment. Like, yes, please. Let's fucking do it. Damn, people can fly. If you're hearing this, give this kid a T-shirt. Like, he he loves you. I, I, I do. I do. I think it looks interesting. It looks like an endless runner meets Mirror's Edge meets Cyberpunk. It, it, what? It's, it's a really weird looking game. I might not be into this game anymore. Oh, wait. I was expecting like an, like an Anthem Destiny. Never mind. I'm game. thinking of a different game, which is Outlanders. What the hell game am I thinking? Outlanders about? is no, like that old, never like, mind. Art, artsy two D side scroller. Oh, what game? Or like one guy where it's like uh, your character's like a silhouette. Maybe Ghost Rider. It's maybe it's got ghosts in the name. Never mind. Yes, your game looks really good. I have seen previews for your game. It, it does look really interesting. And the interview with I haven't seen any footage, but there was an interview with the creator of the game talking about how they decided to make it, what they went through when they were deciding what kind of game, how it should react to the world. Should it be more Destiny? Should it be more Doom? Should it be more this or that? And I was like, wow. They seem like they got the perfect balance of everything in this game. So, yeah. Is that out by the end of this year? Yeah, I think it's a December game. It, oh, wow. It okay. might, it, you know, it might be a January game, but I think it's December. I think it's late December. Because I remember when I saw the release date, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> and if I said, oh, man, it's probably because I'm going to be working 80-hour weeks when it comes out. So. <laughs> At least you're gonna be able to afford it when it comes out. Oh no, you were your salary, no, I'm but salary, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yes, that game does look pretty cool. I have, I am surprised you actually haven't really talked much about it because of the Destiny esque type thing but, that they built between the, toy, the but. studio making it and the the vibes that I'm under the un, of the understanding they're going for. I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I am actually interested in that game as well. So yeah, that's about it for the games. Like I said, I, I thought it was going to be quick because there wasn't really anything that really wowed me. Tokyo Game Show just came out and I honestly couldn't tell you one game that they showed that they hadn't already showed, like one new announcement. Yeah, but I can't think of, an, not that I could do this for any press conference really, but I can't think of a single time ever that like Tokyo Game Show has been like... Uh, the big gun, showing the big guns. Showing me something like, oh my God, did you hear what came out of TGS? Like That's just not like a... That's not a thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> at least not at least not for Western audiences, as far as I know. True. And they showed another Night City Wire, but it was like the gangs. But I, I didn't watch it because at this point, while the Night City Wires are interesting and like how they made the game, they show so much of the game that I decided I'm not watching those anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I got bored of that one with the, uh, with the brainwaves thing. And I'll play the game when it comes out. I don't yeah. need anything else. The one after that was more action-oriented, but it was still like, all you're doing is showing me too much of the game at this point. Yeah. Like, I'll uh, watch it when I watch it. Did you hear about the whole crunch thing going yeah, on? Yeah, I was going to bring that up to you. What, what, what do you think about that? But for those who don't know, CD Projekt Red has always said that they didn't believe in crunch culture. And because of the nature of releasing this game and well, having delayed it three other times, they, they haven't always have announced that they said they're going to crunch. They haven't always said that they're against it. They just came out and said earlier last year or whatever it was that yeah. they that they wanted to be better than that, you know, that they were going to vowing not to do it. Yes. Because I'm pretty sure they had 
they did it on Witcher 3. With The Witcher, there was a lot of controversy around their crunch. And I think that's why they came out about, uh, came out and said that was cyberpunk. I mean, if you want to know what my thoughts are on crunch, I stand, it's the same for everyone who works anywhere. There are times where you have to work a lot. It sucks. And you hope that the company is doing like everything in their power to not be taking advantage of you and manipulating you and using you. I mean, I just mentioned November through December, I'm going to be working, you know, 80 plus hour weeks every week just mm-hmm. you know, from Thanksgiving through, uh, through the holiday. That's just the nature of my job. I know it going in. It sucks. But I deal with it. But just because I deal with it doesn't mean other people should have to deal with it. I don't, it's, a, it's a hard thing to say because it's a necessary thing, but also it sucks that it exists. And you want everyone to be happy, but I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, they've, they've pushed this game, what, two or three times already? And yeah, I, it's, it's I, not like they're not trying to avoid it. I mean, you know that because they've delayed it as many times as they have, right? Exactly. And, you know, with COVID and everything, and I understand we talked about in the last game, like getting Marvels out part of like it was probably they want to get it out before the new systems are out. And what are you going to do? Delay Cyberpunk in the next year or crunch a little bit? The one thing I do like about CD Projekt Red is they give 10% of their profits of the game to their directly to their employees, which is cool. And he did the CEO of CD Projekt Red has said they will be compensated um, on top of that for their crunch. But he didn't exactly say what it was. I mean, time and a half only gets you so far when you're yeah. stuck in an office from now till November. But I agree. It's you agreed to make this game. You sign a contract at the beginning. It's you got to make it. You got to understand that this company has delayed their game. They haven't put out a new game in when Witcher 3 come out. Five years ago, at least, probably. Probably longer than that, but I'm not. I guess, no, probably about five years. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, I, with, with Crunch, it's it's hard because it is like a foundational part of video game development from everything that you read, you know? Mm-hmm. And I am always going to be fully in support of people working to change that because it if there's a way to do it where it doesn't exist of course you should figure out how to do that you know yep. um so it's it's hard to take a like a hard stance either way for me i think in some games where it's like one release date now you're crunching yeah, okay like if valhalla said you got a crunch it's like mm, you never delayed your game but CD Projekt Red has pushed their game a couple times. At this point, it's like uh, giving them maybe a little more leeway than I would normally give them. Oh, well, what about like the game like, you know, Madden comes out every single year. Mm-hmm. If you sign up to make Madden, you know, that's true. One, it's a one year game. from this release date, we are releasing Madden. Um, obviously, they've been doing it consistently for 20 plus years at this point, almost 30 probably, right? Madden's been around forever. Um, yep. Probably more than is there. I don't. Would, I that, think it's thirty. That's but a detour. It's a detour. I don't know. Stay away. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously they've probably streamlined their process to a point where they can avoid it to some extent, right? But when you sign up to make Madden, you know that you you have to put Madden out one year from the date that the last Madden came out. Essentially, it's like Call of Duty. It's like um, it's every other studio. It's a different studio every year, but your year is your year. You, you got to get it out. You just hope that, you know, management is doing everything they can to keep that from needing to happen, you know? Right. Obviously, if they're not hiring enough staff and then they're saying, okay, well, now you, now the four of you need to do this, even though there should have been eight of you doing it for the past year. Yeah, that's a problem. But, yeah. Um, and that's part of it's what you sign up for, unfortunately. Agreed. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's a tough one. But good luck, guys. All right. So PlayStation put out their their pre-orders. They're they're out in the kind of out. They're not out in the wild yet, but they put out their pre-orders. People have pre-ordered the system and it all kind of went belly up. Well, there was a whole mess with it, right? Like, didn't they say pre-orders were going to go up 
the next day and they went up that day or something to that effect? Yeah. So it was the day we were doing our podcast. They had the PlayStation conference. We were actually recording and they had said that PlayStation 5 would be available for pre-order after like the next day. So I was like, all right, we'll do this podcast. It's fine. And then, you know, we ended the podcast. I went downstairs, looked on, you know, IGN or like general news or whatever. And PlayStation 5 pre-orders are up, selling out everywhere already. And it's just, it was a mess because even though PlayStation said the next day, Amazon, Best Buy, you know, GameStop all were like, I don't know if somebody started it and it just kind of like rolled after that, like snowball effect, but somebody unlocked their pre-orders and it just went out of hand. I think, I think there was some uh, finger pointing at Walmart, but I'm not positive. Bastards. (laughs) I know. I woke up the next morning at nine o'clock going, all right, well, maybe they fixed it and I can pre-order like they said I should. And mm-hmm. it was sold out everywhere by like 9 a.m. the next day. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you missed it. I mean, have you been trying to find one since? PlayStation 5, not so much. Um, but we'll get into the Xbox search I've been on. But yeah, I mean, like the, the, the other thing about PlayStation is, well, I hope I could get a PlayStation afterward. A lot of pre-orders are being canceled by Amazon and GameStop and Walmart because they don't think they have what they thought they were going to have in terms of stock. So that could be an issue going forward in terms of PlayStation, which was a rumor beforehand that their custom built solid state drive might cause shipping delays and manufacturing delays. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're still putting up new pre-orders regularly for PS5, at least like in store. Like I know a, a coworker of mine went to GameStop on like Saturday morning and they had, you know, eight systems available for pre-order. Well, I haven't even checked in store. I know Xbox wasn't doing in store, so I just didn't even bother with PlayStation. Hmm. But if that's the case, maybe I'll go to my local Best Buy or something. Yeah. Interesting. I'll check around. Yeah, I, I I told you earlier, I'm sitting out next gen, at least until, you know, uh, next year, early next year, I'll pick them up. I'm not worried about them for the, for the holiday. Yeah, I mean, I want one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get the desire to have one. I I think we talked about it off cast, but like I just hate the the media hype around pre-orders for systems, you know, like that weird like sneaker culture kind of vibes where it's like, oh, it's going up, everyone has to get it, everyone has to get it, even though you know it's all just like artificial demand bullshit. Like right. where PS5 pre-orders went up and Xbox pre-orders go up and they want the systems to crash because it's buzz for them you know oh yeah it's all good news the system the system that they're doing it with is not made with you as a consumer in mind i mean it's literally just this weird you know anarchy driven (laughs) system um and i feel like there's so many different ways they can alleviate a lot of that Mm -hmm. but it loses a lot of it a lot of the hype and Unfortunately, pre-orders crashing sites is just a part of the media cycle for, you know, marketing for these new systems, which sucks. Right. So I don't want to be a part of that. So I'll, I'll get them when I get them. <laughs> also, I'm not too upset about the PlayStation. My Xbox experience is a little different in terms of it's not Microsoft's fault. It's more Best Buy's fault. But, you know, it is what it is. It's I mean, Mike, it is Microsoft's fault. Because they chose to do it the way that they do it. Well, Best Buy didn't have, took a full hour afterward. I just missed it because I gave up. Because they didn't have it up when they promised. By Sounds like it's your fault then if you gave up. <laughs> I had to go to work. But no, I'm saying just the idea of, okay, everyone at this exact time, go Put pre-order, right. is a broken way to do it. So it's Microsoft's sure. fault. Uh, Microsoft also doesn't have the in-store pre-orders, which kind of sucks as well. If PlayStation is doing it, then that really kind of ticks me off. I would agree with you if it wasn't for the current, you know, global Climate. situation. Um, and I have to assume that's the reason they chose not to do in store, but I don't I, know. I would hope. I don't know. But I don't think that anyone should be encouraging anyone to go line up and get in a crowd right now. So, Well, I don't think they'd line you up. I think you'd set up a pickup time uh, or do curbside. According to my, my coworker, he was just in a, a group of, 10 people who were all crammed inside a little GameStop. So, I mean, it's only 10 people. But, oh, two pre-order. I meant like when it comes time to pick up. No, no, I'm talking about two pre-order. Just like, a pre-order. Like you know, there were people like li- lined up waiting for the store to open to get gotcha. in, you know. That's pretty much all I got for PlayStation. I mean, the pre-orders came and went. If we can get one, you know, November when it actually comes out, great. If we can't, 
that blows for the podcast. At least one of us should have it, but you know, whatever. I'm not sweating it. Well, I'll miss out on what three launch games. <laughs> it's not like either system have what three launch games like Miles Morales coming out for PS4. Right now, it's yeah, they, they announced and then like uh, Godfall and is that's... Godfall next gen exclusive? Yes, PlayStation right. 5 and PC, and then you got a PC. something else, but it's not, it's not like a big probably Demon Souls. Demon's, yes, Demon okay. Souls. Oh, and Sackboy. There's not like it's a big launch exclusive year for consoles. Like other consoles have launched with, you know, 15 titles or whatever. This is kind of like a Nintendo they? 64 where it's like, we have three available now. Is that... I mean, I'm sure consoles have launched, but I, I feel like launch games are never great. There's always just like two or three games. Great, no. I mean, there's always like a, a a good like, I'd say ten or so, but they're I, never great. <laughs> I'd like to go back and look at like the three sixties launch lineup, like day one launch titles. Cameo, King Kong, racing game, Madden, probably. I I just <laughs> I just feel like I have memories of like going to talk to people like in school after launch day about like. Which of the five games did you get? You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe I'm misremembering. It's been a long time. Mm. It's never many. I know that. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like this year is like so short, or at least maybe like so. Like, who cares? Mostly, if you're a Dark Souls fan, obviously Demon Souls is a big news. But sure, I don't know how to separate us getting older and losing enthusiasm for this kind of stuff versus what it actually was like. You know, Back previous then, then gems. Right. So. No, I'm I'm refraining comment. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully we get them when we get them. But I mean, in, in terms of getting them when we get them, one system's demand has kind of skyrocketed over after like one announcement. And that was that Microsoft has now bought ZeniMax Studios, which owns Bethesda, which owns id Software, and a bunch of other smaller developers. And that's a huge, major, major purchase that has changed a lot of minds. So I last told you about how like the PlayStation is supposed to outsell the Xbox like seven to one. And that, I told you Mike, about some stop using that statistic. I'm not it, saying it was a right it was statistic. A bullshit I'm, number. I'm saying uh, that that was one thing. And then I told you that IGN had a survey that was like 25% wanted an Xbox. Now, since Microsoft's purchase of Bethesda, when the IGN did a another survey asking basically the same question, if that changed your minds. Uh, total between Please. standard and digital edition, it's about fifty-one percent PlayStation and thirty-three percent Xbox, and the rest are going to buy both, according to this survey. The numbers you just said were either wrong or nonsense. Fifty-one percent PlayStation Five either edition, thirty-three percent Xbox X or Xbox S, and then fourteen point nine percent say they will buy both a combination of PlayStation and Xbox. There was no, I'm not getting anything option. Although people could just not do the survey, I guess. But I'm saying that's a that's still a big jump from the original survey. I'm not saying this from means 25 anything. to 30%? From about 20%, yeah, 20, 25% Xbox over PlayStation in general. And now they're now at 33% Xbox, 51% PlayStation. The rest are actually 15% of people are saying, I might eventually buy both systems. And I think that's a huge jump, especially in people that would buy both systems. Cool numbers, bro. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm just saying. It I don't looks know. Like- I feel like I'm. Compl- I feel like whatever you're trying to say is going over my head, or it's worthless information. It's one <laughs> I, of the two. I'm, I'm not. I'm not so arrogant to say that it's not going over my head. <laughs> I'm just trying to say. I'm not saying these numbers actually mean blah blah blah. But it does look like these numbers, based up before that other survey, mean that I think Bethesda's purchase has changed some minds. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. But also, obviously, we get on that topic of exclusive exclusives versus non-exclusives. You now blocked an entire system, perhaps out of, you know, some big game titles like Doom, uh, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, um, the upcoming Starlink or Starlight. Starfield. Game, Starfield, the game they, they were coming out with. 
so these are these are big titles that are now possibly Xbox exclusives, but they according to Microsoft, they'll take it on a case by case basis. I don't know how you feel about Microsoft's purchase of Bethesda. Just like general thoughts on general. We'll start with general thoughts. Yeah. So I found out about I still I I remember where I was when I found out about this. <laughs> it was opening up a text message from you where you said Microsoft bought Bethesda. And my response was, what the fuck are you talking about? Why would ZeniMax sell Bethesda? <laughs> and then I realized that you had been burying the lead <laughs> because Microsoft they didn't buy Bethesda. They bought all of ZeniMax. <laughs> I always thought which Bethesda is owned um, it. I didn't realize Bethesda, uh, ZeniMax owned it. It's always like a weird, companies are weird. Cor- yeah. Corporate but- structure is weird. <laughs> um but yeah, they, no, they just bought everything. <laughs> I'm not like excited by the news. I'm excited. I'm excited by the idea of all those games coming to Game Pass, like knowing that there's going to be major AAA titles more consistently. I mean, they they went from what 13 studios or 15 studios to probably close to 25 now, just under 25, I'd guess. Right. Yep. Because they bought quite a few. Um, I love it for Game Pass. I, personally, I don't care if they're exclusive titles to to Xbox or not. I have to assume they will be. I you, I don't think you spend $7 billion and not make those exclusive to your console. The only reason I the only reason I say like that they said case by case is because well if nobody buys Xboxes, we're probably gonna just put our games out on PlayStation because <laughs> because we just spent seven billion dollars. <laughs> um yeah they've still got deals with like Deathloop is still gonna be on PlayStation first for however long that deal is and stuff like that. But is it gonna have a nice big Microsoft splash in front of it? I don't know. That'd be interesting. I have I you know I, I haven't have to imagine I haven't one of the only systems I don't own Minecraft is on PlayStation. I wonder if there's a big Xbox splash when I'm, you have it on PlayStation. I don't have it on PlayStation either but there must be why wouldn't they throw that in their face? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That'd be that'd be interesting. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm not excited. Is not even the word. I'm intrigued by it all. I want to know what I want to see what it means for you know the games industry going forward. You know, as soon as this happened, there's all this talk about you know a PlayStation needs to buy Konami. Like I saw that. Yeah. Like, okay. Like sure. I guess buy Konami. It definitely drastically changes the landscape of video games in some way. I mean, I can't think of a time. I think this is the only time where a first for where a game publisher or a game, the platform yep. just purchases a company of that size. I mean, think about like E3. There's like, you have your EA conference, your maybe Activision, Ubisoft, but that's a like, and Microsoft just went, we're just going to buy one of those whole things. Like, I know E3 is kind of dead right now, but Microsoft literally doubles their amount of E3 <laughs> press conferences. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's pretty insane. Just like thinking about it, like from that perspective of how much more Xbox content is going to be coming out. It also like drastically changes what, what Game Pass is going to look like because we've sat here before and talked about game pass to some extent where I felt like I had a pretty clear understanding of what Microsoft was going for with game pass mm-hmm. where they wanted to create those not triple a, those mid tier games, games yeah. and just release a steady stream of them um, and have a couple temple titles. But then you, then you make this move and it's like, <laughs> Oh no, they just want everything. You know, last year they came out and said something to the effect that, I know people kind of saw it as like a slight on PlayStation, but Microsoft said, we don't see PlayStation as our competition. Our competition is Amazon and Google. Um, And I think this is them, you know, making sure the war chest is ready, you know, and make sure the armament is ready (laughs) for that war. You know, right. Stadia is not doing so hot right now, but Amazon just announced, what is it? Luna. Luna. Um, Yep. Which is pretty big. And they got the Ubisoft. This is, this is them gearing up for that more than anything. And I am curious how PlayStation PlayStation will still be relevant for this next generation, but like they're going to have to make some major changes if they want to keep up with where gaming is going to be, you know, 10 years from now. For sure. The thing that I think PlayStation is bolstered by their 
player base since they've got PlayStation 4 and their their first party games. Your your player base can walk it. away at any moment. Like that's Which just, it the seems like base you know, based on those surveys, yeah. The player base doesn't mean anything. It's the content that you have on your platform and they they definitely have you know, single player story driven narrative experiences, right? Yep. That's what they have right now. And they still have that. That's fantastic for them. That's going to keep them relevant for a long time, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be enough. Like they're going to have to figure something out, whether it's a partnership with one of the other major studios uh, or the other, you know, services essentially, but some, something needs to happen for them to stay in the game. And they're, they're a company that typically moves very slow and is very like, true to their values, which might not exactly be the most forward thinking values at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to have to, they're going to have to pivot in some way. I mean, I'm very curious to see what this means for everything. You know, that's the thing with like PlayStation. It's like people talk about, Oh, well, he should, they should buy Konami. And then the rumors came out that, Oh, well they're doing a metal gear solid remake. It's like, that's great. But Konami has almost traditionally always been PlayStation only. So they buy Konami. What is that? How does that affect the Xbox base? Has Konami been, PlayStation only? Not PlayStation only. is just like they've put out, kind of irrelevant. They've put out a bunch of, yeah, they're not super relevant. They, they don't put out a bunch of Pachinko of machines. Titles. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay. And they want to get, they want to get out of the gaming space from what all the rumors and stuff have been. So why would that maybe be a big splash for PlayStation? But I agree that. I'm sure if you look at like Konami's library, there are titles there that would be nice for, for, PlayStation have under their under, under their, their banner. Yeah. But it's not the same as buying something like Bethesda where you have, you know, I'm going to say, I don't know the number, but you have 10 major studios in full production producing stuff. I mean, there's a lot of talk about they paid $7 billion for this and they compare. I've been seeing people comparing it to like uh, Disney buying Star Wars for 4 billion and how this is almost twice as much as that. Disney bought Star Wars and Lucasfilms and everything. But they were just buying like the names, you know, the the licenses. They still had to make Not, all the content. They yeah. had to create that content from scratch. This is completely different because this is a successful business that's already producing, you know, billions of dollars a year in revenue. It's just, you know, part of the new war machine for them. You know, it probably there's, there's at least no, six new games in development that they don't they've now bought. There's there's no gear up though. It's just like let's just make some fucking money like, <laughs> like right off the bat, you know. You mentioned like the other thing that Microsoft did, which I was really surprised is EA play is now going to be on game pass starting in uh, November, November mm-hmm. 10th. And I thought that was a big move as well. Can, can you imagine if like Microsoft bought EA? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. It's like, I don't, no, I don't they, think they don't have the no. money, but well, still partnering with EA is, is pretty big like that. I mean, they Microsoft has the money. That's the thing. It's like they're full force. And Microsoft Xbox. could do whatever the hell they want. So long as, you know, like antitrust people don't get involved. <laughs> But especially when you're buying, again, companies like Bethesda or EA, where they are already making money, it's not like it's not even a risky investment. You know, it's just it's just having the capital to to make the exchange. <laughs> right. Like EA Play. I love EA Play. It's like which I didn't even realize is EA Play plus plus. But even with EA Play, you get that 10 percent discount right off the bat. And then every game eventually comes to the vault. So like. They're like Star Wars Squadrons. I'll buy that. They're like maybe two or three EA games where I'll buy them immediately. And there's a whole bunch where I'm like, like plans for zombies. I'll wait for three months and play it for free. And um, now that Xbox Game Pass has basically just included that entire library of games. Does EA Play Plus have day and date games for free? For $100 a year, you get day and date every EA game for free now. Oh, it's, that's, a, it's, a, it's new. I didn't even know it existed. Like I all the sports the titles day. and everything? All the sports titles, oh, uh, Jedi, Squadrons. So I'm wondering if it's part of Game Pass. Do I only pay the extra money to be part of Plus now? I haven't read that yet. That would be interesting if they had like an upgrade because that's kind of what the it sounds like the Amazon service is going to be. Like you're paying six bucks for the service, but then they're going to have almost like kind of like what you were expecting cable to turn into, you know, as streaming became bigger, where it's like paying just for the specific channels you want. Yeah. So choosing like I want the Ubisoft channel or I want the RPG channel or the action adventure channel or whatever and paying additional upcharges for, for, for those um well ubisoft plus is a pretty big get for amazon too because at least as far as i know there's massive. no other ubisoft plus on any of the platforms yet right 
I don't believe so. Because right, they, um, they were rumored that they were coming out with it, but they didn't Ubi, say with who. Ubisoft launched their own like personal store years ago, and I think it failed pretty miserably, right? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know much about it outside of that. And I might even be talking out of turn there. I don't know if that's 100%. I think, I think it happened, though. That's a pretty big studio with like huge amounts of games and a lot of annual games they put out, which is just going to increase Amazon's library year after year. You know, come November, you got Assassin's Creed, you get your Watchdogs, Beyond Good and Evil's coming out. You've got your Raymond Adventures. You've got your smaller games as well. And all of those are going to be on that platform. Splinter Cell exclusive to Amazon. <laughs> oh, looks like I'm getting Luna. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you probably will because it's by the remote and it's five bucks a month, right? Like, yeah, that seems like something you're going to end up doing. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I won't be, but it sounds like something you'll be doing. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like it depends because it's still streaming game content, which we've talked about before. Like right now, the infrastructure around like where we live right now just really isn't there for it. Like I can do Stadia and Stadia looks fantastic when my girlfriend's at work and you're at work and I wake up at one thirty in the afternoon when no one's at lunch anymore and everyone's back to work <laughs> or doing their own thing. Then the game looks great. But if I if you were playing a game now and I tried to boot up Stadia, I'd, I'd turn off Stadia and stop playing. And it's the same with Amazon. It's like that. We're not quite there yet. But like you said, they're shoring up their defenses. We will get there in short order. Mm-hmm. So I know you talked about wanting to say, like, where's Game Pass going to be in 10 years? So this has definitely changed your mind on where you might have originally thought Game Pass was going to be in 10 years. I would imagine. Um, would you, the, the Bethesda purchase? Right. Yeah. Not. Not so much because I felt like that game. I feel like that over time game pass is going to become almost like, I really think it can potentially become like a requirement, like a must have to where Microsoft isn't going out pursuing people to put their games on game pass. People want their games on game pass. Um, So when it comes to like major titles, making their way, way to game pass, I thought that was going to happen. Just not, Microsoft being the one to actually be producing those major titles. Um, The EA thing is kind of bringing into the fold already what I thought Game Pass is eventually going to add, which is just like things like if you're a Game Pass member, you know, you get like they do their like uh, weekends with gold or the free play weekends and stuff like that. I'm surprised that they aren't offering stuff like that already through Game Pass, like games launching week early exclusive on game pass. Oh, like EA play does like, with their games. Just something to like really drive it. Like if you have game pass, you know, beta access through game pass, you know, things like that. Just like make well, game pass experiment more than grounded just, is kind of like that. Well, that's just game preview, but sort of, I, yeah. I just mean more like getting away from right now. Game pass is just a catalog of games to play rather than a platform that you'd want to go to just to see what's going on in gaming, you know, um, whether it be demos or preview or like previews, betas, all that kind of stuff, you know, right through the game pass service. Do you see game pass now getting possibly big enough to be on something like PlayStation in the future? Like there'd be no dedicated console and game pass is what you get. Game pass will. And I'll say this boldly game pass (laughs) will never Beyond PlayStation. I know you want it to be. I know that's something that you I don't about, want it. I'm just wondering if it ever will be. I it, think it'd be cool to see an Xbox logo on a PlayStation and Play, vice versa. But PlayStation would burn itself to the ground before it did that, you know, intentionally. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like I was saying before, they're very beholden to their own ways. They believe so strongly in their vision for things, which is a great strength sometimes, but also a serious fault at times. Um, I don't think you'd ever see them, you know, open the doors to competition in that way. I'm surprised that you, I get like, I get why they put Minecraft on there, but even like with Bethesda, like I'm surprised PlayStation would even be like, Oh yeah, still, still put the games here. (laughs) Not that they, I don't even know how much control they have over what games come on. I don't think they can just deny people games. Not that I think they would do that, but it just seems like something that they would, you know, be weird about get out of my house. (laughs) You betray my honor kind of a thing. But do you, so do you see Game Pass maybe like, well, let's take PlayStation aside. Let's assume that they don't get on with the streaming wars and they die eventually, maybe in one or two consoles after PlayStation 5. 
do you see Game Pass surviving onto like a, a Luna platform? I mean, there will definitely be a PlayStation 6, 100%. No, I, I'm saying like one or two after that, like a seven or eight, and just everything's in the cloud. Do you think... There will have to be an evolution for them, yeah. Do you think sure. Sony would evolve? I think they'd have to. I don't think they have a choice. Right. Like, they can't just be handing disc, discs back and forth, <laughs> forth uh, you know, 15, 20 years from now. I mean, they have their now service, but... That's the thing, but with, with it's the, just like it's 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 really slow going compared to the, some of the other services. I think. I think a big thing that's weird about the now service is because they have such a bigger player base than Xbox, they probably have quite a few subscribers to the now service already. It's just, it's not as buzzy, like it's not as cool, you know, because they're not giving you day and date, you know, major releases and. And there's no fanfare around PlayStation now in the same way. It also seems like they're only going for their big tier releases. You don't see like you go on Game Pass and it's like you get maybe one good release a month. And then you get all like you said, the other mid tier and lower tier games. And it's like PlayStation th- now is like, eh. We'll I don't even out. think that's fair. I think for Game Pass, you're getting every time I go on Game Pass, every week I check Game Pass. Um, and there's usually two to three games coming out. And one of them is a game that. I'm like, I, I'm going to play that. There's usually one a week, but I was being kind of like low ball with the one a no, month. I, but I, PlayStation I, now doesn't seem like it's any it's it's big or nothing. See, I don't I don't even really look into PlayStation now because there's so little. I only know, did because I was encouragement to do the it. other day. I was like, well, let's see what they've got now. And it's just still seems like exclusive big titles. And that's pretty much it. Like it's all first party stuff. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Yeah. Um. I mean, they, they're laying groundwork, I guess, through that kind of stuff to to build on, but it doesn't seem like it's there. But I'm also not an expert on it, so I could be completely wrong. Do you see Game Pass on something like... Do you see Stadia trying to bolster themselves against Amazon by aligning themselves with Game Pass and having Game Pass on Stadia? Or does Amazon go, yeah, come on, Microsoft, be on ours as well? Be another station? I can see Game Pass. I guess I could see. I didn't think about it, but I guess I could see the Game Pass channel being a part of Amazon because Amazon just gobbles up everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. Amazon is so big, and it's like them coming into this space has been a long time coming. And like, I don't know if I'm that excited about it because Amazon's so big. It's almost like an evil mega corporation to me. It seems compared to everything else. Oh, it 100 percent is. <laughs> the thing is, like, eventually, I'm like you say, I'm gonna get Luna. We're all gonna have Luna. Like, I, I can't imagine Amazon not just throwing so much money at it that eventually they're going to get it right, even if they get it wrong at first. I, I Maybe. I, I don't really know how Amazon is, like, in the tech space, like, how heavily they invest in new stuff, you know? I'm sure they are. I just don't keep an eye on them that way, you know? Like, I know with, like, Google... They want something to get really excited about it. But and they'll, if, they'll if it does, take it away. Yeah. If it doesn't work, it's done. Like it's like, okay, moving on, new, new experiment. And I feel like you're kind of seeing that with Stadia right now. I'm not seeing anything from Google with Stadia. I don't know if they're like just silently trying to get it right. <laughs> and then they're gonna make a big surge for it. But right now, like I'm shocked by how little I hear about or see anything Stadia related. They always put new releases on there and they're always getting some newer games, but I also feel like Google's keeping low key because there's a lot of lawsuits in Europe about Google right now and privacy concerns and antitrust law kind of things that I think Google's not going to announce anything. Sounds like an evil megacorp. Big tech for a long time. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like when I look at Google, their whole original, I don't know if they changed it. Their motto was do no harm. They've changed it. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's like, uh, is Google not the good guy anymore? But it's like. Amazon's what, definitely not the good. Was guy. it do no harm or wasn't there? Wasn't it do good or something? Maybe it was that do good. It was something like that. Yeah, it was something that was like kind of cheesy and kind of weird for them to take away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know what Google or quote unquote the Alphabet company is going to do with Stadia, but you're like you're right. They'll throw it away if it doesn't work. But I don't. Amazon is so new to the tech space with just their Echoes and their Fire Sticks. They're only on their third inter- iteration of each, I think. That who knows what they're going to do with Luna, but they'll probably give Luna a pretty good fighting chance. Yeah. I mean, I assume, you know, the millions of people that watch Twitch are probably going to end up getting, you know, free subscriptions to Luna for some sort of limited amount of time. There was some kind of Twitch Luna thing. Oh no, it instantly links to Twitch or something like that. Oh, I'm sure it does. I assume it's going to 
work. I haven't looked much into it. I assume it's going to work like what uh, Stadia was advertised as, where like well, you, you could be doing it. <laughs> you could be watching a video of a game on YouTube, like you watch be watching a streamer playing on YouTube. Yep. And just say, oh, I want to play. Click in, and you'll be exactly where he was in the game at that moment. You know. Yeah. Where's that Stadia? <laughs> yeah. Where, where is that Stadia? Because that was pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, all that stuff. And yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Is like they're so hand in hand with Twitch because they own Twitch. That that's that's a that's huge right there. And the Ubisoft Plus is is a pretty big deal. That is pretty cool. Yeah, because no, Ubisoft has some amazing titles, and it's right up there with Bethesda and EA. That's just it's an interesting time for gaming. I think. Yeah, we're we're on the the precipice of change. <laughs> These two brand new consoles are coming out with the souped up stuff. But at the same time, although the technology is not quite there to make it. I mean, a smooth transition. Streaming games are happening now. I mean, there's there's a reason that we're in a console launch. But you're hearing more from one person about their service than you are about their console. It's because. They're they know where the future is, you know, and they're yep. and they're working their way towards it. Though I will say a lot of people are impressed with the load times and boot times on their Xbox Series X's so yeah, far. I heard that's I heard it's good. That's cool. I'm I'm most excited for like the multi suspend states, being able to just jump between you know multiple games. That is pretty cool. Even just between apps, because if you open like two apps, all of a sudden like yeah. your other app is gone. No, I just I think about how often I'll be playing video games with like you or or my cousin, and one of you inevitably has to take a shit. Well, then you just jump and into something else. It'd be quick. so much. It would be so much easier if I could just jump onto a, whatever single player game I was playing while I wait 15 minutes for one of you guys because it's constantly. <laughs> Sorry if you don't take a shit, Dave. <laughs> it's constantly 15 minute waits for you guys. <laughs> um, or if it's less time than that, just, you know, a game of Peggle or something like one of like the fun little games I like to play, just having that open, ready to go and it not being like an ordeal to do it. You right. Know? So I, I, that's a feature I'm most looking forward to. The one thing I was a little disappointed, and I don't know why no one's tried it, is everyone's testing like Red Dead Redemption and Control and all these. I want to know how quick it takes to load Grand Theft Auto Five because there's so many off. There's so often times where I want to play, just jump into GTA Five real quick, and it just takes so long to load that I'm just, I don't want to play this game right now. And that's what I'm interested to see the load time can go down with that because that's the worst I think. I'm sure once load times are shorter, I'll never want to go back to longer load times, but they're not really something that I currently think about unless they're like inconveniently placed load times that's what that's the only game i can think where i'm like i don't want to play it because of the load time that's the only game Mm. um which kind of brings me to so the solid state drives on the xbox need a specific seagate 200 dollars solid state disk drive to plug in to get the same velocity architecture quote unquote that the actual ssd inside the xbox has how do you feel about that? I haven't looked much into it. So you can still use a normal hard drive. You just can't play games off of it unless it's this 220. You can't play Series upgrade. X games on it. You can play your original Xbox games on it, but they won't you can load s- fast anymore. No, no, but you so you can't play the Series X games off of it but you can store them on it and then transfer them to right. your normal drive. Which is the your- other thing. At first, that was a concern of mine. It's like, that takes forever. But I watched somebody transfer a game and it's no time at all. It's a couple of minutes, which really kind of changes things. Like At first, I was like, $200. That, this is awful. And I'm like, that's not that big a deal. I've probably got like four terabytes worth of hard drives laying around my apartment. Mm-hmm. If I can't play the games off of them, like I'd like to play the games off of them. But if I just can use them for storage and then it's and I can keep, you know, five to ten big games on my system and just occasionally need to move things around. Right. It's not the end of the world for me. Um, And if the. If the technology is that expensive, so long as it's, you know. On par with. What that technology costs across the injury, uh, across the industry, <laughs> I'm okay with it. How much does one of these drives cost when it's not, you know, proprietary Xbox technology? An external you know? solid state drive is still going to cost you a lot of money. So, yeah, it's so long as it's, you know, there's a parallel there. I'm fine with it. Stuff yeah. costs money. I get it. At first, I was like, ah, it kind of sucks because it, it really is only like 800 gigabytes. 
I think, after like the operating systems on your Xbox. But again, like you said, transferring stuff, literally, it seemed like they were like, it went from zero to three gigabytes in a second. Okay. In terms of it's, like moving things between hard it's drives. It's currently pretty slow if you try to move stuff from, right, that's from my, my hard drive thought. to, from my external to internal. I move some stuff around occasionally on there just because I always end up filling up my internal and then moving them to the external and then sometimes moving them back. Um, just I'm not really sure why I do it, but I do it sometimes. <laughs> I know like certain games definitely load better from my uh, from my hard drive, my internal. Uh, but like I moved like Call of Duty a couple weeks ago and I want to say it took a good like 15 minutes for it to move from the external to the internal, which was a kind of ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it seems like now that would probably take, which Call of Duty is a big game. It would probably take yeah, I, two minutes, yeah. three minutes. That's more, that's more than reasonable to me. Yeah. I think that's interesting. I'm wondering how PlayStation is going to handle that because they have a custom built SSD inside the PlayStation 5 alone. I'm wondering if any of that kind of stuff is going to be comparable or how they're going to handle that. They really haven't said. Yeah, time will tell. Yep. Uh, well, Dave, I think that's all I wanted to bring up in terms of like new console stuff, unless you got something else you wanted to kind of ask or talk about or bring up. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure for the guy sitting over here. <laughs> I told you to bring the bring the the itinerary. <laughs> I did. We're done with my itinerary. No, I don't. Um, if you haven't played Destiny Two, you should do it because the original campaign is going to disappear soon. So get on that. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about it, but like. It's like 120 gigabytes. Just download it. It's going to take forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get back in there sometime in the next week or two. If you play again, I'll play again. I'll play a couple. I'll play some rounds with you. Destiny's a very lonely game, though, I find. Most games I'm already playing alone, but I there's I could not disagree with you more. Well, I'm but I've actually, like, I don't like I've, playing with strangers. I've, <laughs> they're only strange. A stranger's only a friend you haven't met yet, Mike. <laughs> Destiny's the only game where I've actively seeked people out like online to play with me. Um, and I've had wonderful, wonderful experiences with them. <laughs> but no, I don't think I have anything else I want to talk about. Can't think of anything. That's cool. All right. So that's it for our episode of Two Player Bros. Console update launch edition, I guess. I don't know. I'm sorry. Next week, <laughs> uh, we'll be doing our post game on Control, both the actual game, the award winning game, game of the year from IGN, I believe. And the awe expansion it's called it's it's called the awe expansion i don't know the alan wake experience i think i mean yeah something like that so we'll be talking about that game and the expansion next week on post game and until then stay safe and keep on gaming